Hi, this is Legends of Tabletop, and I'm Laird Barron, horror writer. was quick and we're alive welcome to the live stream tonight we're going to be playing call of cthulhu uh the tonight scenario is dreaming of the river night uh which it's like a really weird thing to say it looks cool on paper and then you try to get it out and it's like i don't like there should be another the i'm not really (laughs) sure but uh, i'm going to kick it over to kevin so he can kind of let us know what we're going to be up for tonight and then we'll intro characters and we'll get to it okay so john gave us the the name of the scenario. Uh, it takes place in Lhasa, which is the capital of Tibet. It'll be a standard time setting for Call of Cthulhu. So mid twenties, so say 1923 would be the year that this takes place. And our characters are starting with Danny. Hi, uh, I will be playing Petra rivers tonight. She is a gold digging, uh, 25-year-old that ran out of daddy's money and made it to Tibet. And she's currently singing and entertaining in a lounge, a very seedy lounge called the Black Lotus. Okay, so John. So John B. Ah, yes, I am Daryl Julius Ruglethorpe IV. I enjoy adventure. I also enjoy an old-fashioned at my favorite uh, speakeasy uh, run by my friend Vinny. Uh, yes, and um, hmm, anything else? Oh, yes, I'd like to say I'm 30, but I'm probably a, a, a tad bit older. Okay, and I'm guessing English, right? Oh, uh, sure. If that's what this is, then <laughs> yes. <laughs> Trying to pick up on the accent. Okay, and John? Uh, my name is uh, Vincenzo De Carlo, uh, and my club is not... It's it's a nice place. It's the Black Lotus. I don't know who's talking shit about my club. It's it's top-notch, is all I'm saying. I, uh, I have some business dealings, you could say, with some people in, in Tibet here. It's got me situated as a... I don't like to talk about it too much, but uh, yeah, suffice to say that uh, I'm in charge here. Okay. So one the- might say that you would like to put those disputes to bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> to bed. To, to bed. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Tibet in the 1920s, I'll give a little bit of background of kind of the area you're in and kind of the time. So Tibet at this time is kind of a frontier outpost. Tibet has always been kind of a closed society just because of where it's located. And then the the, usually the ruling empire, which is overseen mostly by the the Buddhist um, monks who run Tibet have always been very close-minded. Currently, the Dalai Lama is the 13th Dalai Lama. So just for out of character, the Dalai Lama on the TV that everybody sees now is the 14th. So this is his predecessor. 
in the turn of the century, he will escaped from Tibet. He was uh, pushed out of Tibet and he spent some time in India. So in India, he'd seen some advances that the British were doing in India, whether it was technological or financial. So when he came back to Tibet, he thought he needed to do some modernization of the country. So he invited in specifically British, Russian, and Chinese kind of opening up to business. So when he came back in, one of the main things he focused on was opening up mining, obviously. Uh, so that was some of the big, the first big businesses that came into Lhasa, into the capital. So Vincenzo's club, the Black Lotus, is in Lhasa, which is the capital. It's also kind of the center of the Buddhist religion also, where the, the Dalai Lama and all of his supporting monks live. So it's it's a time there's there's quite a few foreigners in Lhasa compared to what had been in the past. So it's not you know, out of the ordinary that there would be a club there serving, servicing, you know, the non-native population. So you may stick out a little bit, but you're not, but you wouldn't get looks walking down the street or interacting on a day-to-day basis. It's just kind of what the Dalai Lama wanted to do, bringing more outsiders in, opening up the country. So it's just a kind of a new place for people to go to make money, have some adventure. So I think you guys all fit in quite well with that. So one question for John, the Black Lotus, is this a club? Are we thinking like Marion Ravenwood's club and Indiana Jones, or is it more wood paneling and all that kind of stuff? No, it, it, it's a, it's a nice place. Okay. Uh, there's no prohibition overseas. So uh, it, it's legitimate club. <laughs> <laughs> So it's uh, you know it's decked out and, and obviously you'd be serving servicing more the expat population. So I, it would make sense that you would kind of bring a bit of home mm. over to here. So those kind of creature comforts and things like that. More like beginning of uh, Temple of Doom, like that style club. Okay, yeah, I got you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I didn't think of that one. That was actually a good one to come up with. Okay, so that that sounds perfect. So let's say it's kind of late afternoon, early evening, there's just the three of you in the club and one other patron. Uh, his name is Charlie Hodson. He's a Canadian miner. He works for the Lahore Consolidated Mineral Company. So that's kind of one of the major mining operations in Los at the time. So Charlie is a regular. I would say he maybe has a little bit of a tab going with Vincenzo, depending on how long Vincenzo lets that float. So he, uh, he's, he's well known to you. You all know his background, what he's up to, uh, the work he does. So he's in the club and he's going to order another drink. Uh, so let's say is Mr. Chen Vincenzo, would he be the one that's behind the bar serving drinks, things like that? And you would just be floating around socializing or would you be slinging no. drinks also? No, no, neither one of us is serving drinks. <laughs> I have Tibetans <laughs> for that. Okay. Um, so you're no, just hanging we, out at the oh, end shit. of the bar then. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, Vincenzo would float around, you know, he would, you know, he would be gambling, he would, you know, what drinking and whatever. Uh, Mr. Chen is kind of like the silent partner. Like, Vincenzo can speak a little bit of Tibet, but like, he's not real great at it. So, like, when he really needs a whip crack, he gets Mr. Chen, and Mr. Chen kind of like runs the kitchen, he runs the bar, like, he has all that stuff down. Okay, so he's maybe a bit subordinate, but he's not kind of your guy you just send around to fetch it he is 
maybe one year one and he's kind of one a i guess on the totem pole correct yeah pretty much yeah okay that sounds fine okay so uh charlie's sitting there um is petra you know it's not a big crowd so obviously charlie's the only one in there so i'm assuming you're not actually up performing you're just hanging no, out petra is getting her social lubrication on before she goes up oh absolutely <laughs> okay and then I'm assuming Daryl was just propping up the bar with everyone else. Yes, of course. I'm enjoying an old-fashioned and telling stories of the time I went and I, and I found the remains of the, the old oh god, Nuhachi. Yes, and uh, I had to meet him here, or not him, but a man named Lao, and uh, bring him Nuhachi. You kind of sound like you're full of shit there. I thought you were looping up. Not that kind. I suppose it is a bit early and a bit dry in here, yes. Another drink, um, uh, Mr. Chen. So Charlie will speak up. You'll have to buy a lot more if you want us to believe those stories. (laughs) So Charlie will raise his hand and say, this one's on me. He, you know, pulls out some money. I'm trying to think. Oh, no, 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 sir. I am plenty capable. And as a matter of fact, I will uh, buy your drink, of course. Yes, why don't you, you look as if you have uh, something that you need to get off your chest. So Charlie looks over and shakes his head, says thank you. Uh, So he then kind of sticks his hand into his jacket pocket and says, uh, this will be my last night in Tibet with you guys. Oh, Um, I will be shipping off back home to Canada. My contract wasn't necessarily up, but now I've been told it's up. So I will be heading out tomorrow. So I just wanted to have one last one last drink with you all and maybe pass on a little bit of luck that, that's come my way that makes this early departure from uh, from the country a little easier to swallow. So he uh, inside of his pocket, he pulls out a bundle of papers and sets it on the bar, grabs the drink that Daryl has bought for him and slugs it back a bit. Uh, so Vinny comes out from like the back he's like you know fixing his cuffs and you know kind of like fixes his shirt and he kind of comes up behind him and he says uh, so uh, I hear that you're leaving but uh, you owe me some money still I assume that you're going to pay that tab that you owe me is that correct so Charlie sets his hand down on the stack of papers and says this will definitely take care of that uh That looks like a bunch of papers. I don't know what you're talking about. They ain't green, buddy. Don't worry, darling. This guy here, he says that he can take care of all the tabs for us, right? (laughs) I assume you're talking about me. I don't think I'm going to go that far. But Mr. Mr. Hodson here seemed a bit uh, troubled. But now he speaks of good luck. So I will certainly drink to that. (laughs) And he throws back his old-fashioned. Another! So Charlie will look up at Vinny and say, maybe down. I was thinking of saying down payment. That is probably the wrong word. But what I'm you is not known to many other people, not necessarily, and definitely not anybody in Lhasa at this time. In into his other pocket, he sticks his other hand and pulls out a gold nugget and sets it on top of the pile of papers. When when he reaches into his pocket, he just goes, "Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa." <laughs> it's easy now. <laughs> Petra sees the gold nuggets and her eyes just light up. <gasps> oh, 
Well, oh, yes, maybe but- I was a little harsh judging you in, when we first met. Oh, gold nuggets, yes. I know exactly that, that you are quite a skilled miner, yes. So one of the reasons, obviously, I was brought here and that the mining company was drawn to Tibet was there was always rumors of gold fields. Now, we have not found any of those gold fields. There's been small strikes here and there. But what I have here and what I'm offering you is something that you won't need a big company to help get all their riches out of. Uh, let's just say this is my way of paying the three of you back for, obviously he looks to Vinny for obviously keeping me well watered. Uh, looks at Daryl and says for all of your conversations and stories oh, and looks at Petra and says for companionship and all of the hearing your lovely voice each night. Well, any time for you, and she's kind of slinking her hand towards the gold nugget. (laughs) (laughs) Daryl gives it a side eye. Mm. He picks it up and kind of like halfs it in his hand, and he goes, "Uh, so, uh, Charlie, how are we going to split this gold nugget three ways? Let's just say that nugget's to pay off my tab. Uh, The paper's here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that covers it. But then Charlie looks at Petra and says, apologies, darling, but there's more than just gold up there for you. And <laughs> for, you know, a, a bigger gold nugget than that. So you will not be left wanting. My God. You're filthy. The innuendos. <laughs> so Charlie then says, um, this is a bit of my little payback to the company also for cutting my term short. So he starts unfolding the papers, and you will see kind of two different, I guess, textures or colors to the paper. Uh, he pulls out one that's a map and says, this is a map that I drew when I went up with the company for some investigations into the gold fields. Uh, this isn't any kind of official ordinance map or anything from Lahore Company. This is something that I have drawn myself with some of the walking I did with the company and just some of the stories I've picked along the way. And obviously this map leads to where that gold nugget came from. And I can assure you there's a lot more there and a lot more things that are a bit more sparkly than that. Also. Ooh, now you're speaking to my thirsts and hungers, my friend, an adventure. So he looks at Daryl and says, it would definitely be an adventure, but it's not anything too overly rigorous. Uh, you know, he kind of drapes his arm down himself, himself and says, I'm not exactly a rough and tumble kind of guy. I'm more of an engineer. So uh, this is definitely something that the three of you will, will, will not have very much trouble uh, setting out on. You so are you saying I can wear my furs and my pearls and they won't get soiled? Furs, probably. It's going to be a bit cold. Uh, the pearls, if you would like to, because uh, you can always leave the pearls behind and bring back what you see up there. The person that got me this fur, his name was Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've heard of Peter. I'm happy with you wearing it out as you do. <laughs> he was a so, good tipper. <laughs> so he looks I'm at the map and you can see that it's 
kind of hand drawn. It, you know, it's not anything officially made by a company that would need for tracking to get back. Uh, Charlie says the, the key to the map is not what it's showing you, or the key to the map is it's not a difficult place to get to. It's just a matter of knowing exactly where to look when you get there. So the, you know, this is why I have drawn the map. I only ask one favor of you all is to not let news of this map get out. Hey, obviously this will uh, cut into any uh, head start or exclusivity you can have to it. And B I don't want to be nicked by the mining company for not sharing everything I'd discovered when I was out investigating. Oh, trust me, we have no intention of sharing anything. Only afterwards, when I am to tell the finest and greatest story ever told of our adventures. I think you probably not want to tell people that we found a bunch of gold and jewels, you know what I'm saying? Oh, it'll be after the fact, Vincenzo, of course. (laughs) Then we be all paid and uh, whatever else you do with gold. I just want to let's, let's just go get it. Well, just the whole, cool your horses a minute. So, Charlie, nobody knows that you have this map. Nobody knows where this place is at now. Nobody who is non-Tibetan. Like I said, the, nobody with the mining company knows about this. And any of the information that I help to find this was picked up either by chance when I was out investigating or just picking up stories and discussions I had with some of the locals over the past few years of my work. So is this like a lost city of gold or some shit? Is this like uh, something from like uh, South America where they found all of these, uh, these crazy things looking for gold and whatnot? Uh, Charlie takes a drink and, just laughs a bit. No, not cities of gold. Uh, ah, damn. Diamonds, though, right? You said something about sparkly Ooh, things? City of diamonds. Absolutely. Well, bringing cities of diamonds or gold or back probably wouldn't really serve you very well. They're not very mobile. Um, but <laughs> there is definitely uh, there is definitely loot to be had. And like I said, you don't need to take too many pickaxes or water jets to to, to find mm-hmm. any of the uh, the riches up there, we have to take a car. Probably not. You have, you probably have to find some flat shoes, or I would recommend boots, maybe with some fur out of the top of them. Ah, I'm sure your friend Peter will have some fur boots for you, Petra. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> yes, of course. I'm sure. As no so, long as nobody's assaulted him, he's had some problems. <laughs> Petra. <laughs> Vinny's eyes flick to Daryl and then over to uh, to Petra. Petra, can you roll? You have persuade, do you not? Oh yes. Okay, that's that right. is one of my one of my better skills. So the, yeah, I, this definitely wouldn't be fast talk. This would be persuade. So okay. that's a good point. I might need some guidance to the. All right. Oh, and I totally did not make it. I rolled an eighty-two. Okay. All right. So he looks over to you and, you know, just smiles. Uh, He looks back to Vinny and says, don't take this the wrong way or don't think I'm being presumptuous. But the key really is not to let this information get too widely known. A, for my own skin and B, for all of your own skin. 
Well, loose, loose lips sink ships, you know what I'm saying? Everything here is, you know, amongst the four of us, as it were. Uh, but you said that the, the, the Tibetans knew about this place. Why don't they just take the gold themselves then? It's not the Tibetans as a whole. Certain Tibetans I've talked to knew about it, and they are not of the society itself or their own personal beliefs. Obviously, they're not into accumulating wealth and stockpiling fancy things. They're more devoted to the spiritual. Yeah, uh, no shit. I don't pay these guys barely nothing. <laughs> eloquent as always. Eloquent as always, Vincenzo. Of course. We're just lucky more their gods us. don't like diamonds. Yes, there's more for us then. The city of diamonds shall be plundered. There is loot to be had, and loot we shall have. So maybe I should take the night off and we should go tonight. So um, Vinny kind of like looks around the club and he's like, well, there are not too many here. people here, but it's getting kind of late. Maybe we should head off in the morning. Maybe we could find some other things to do tonight. You know what I'm saying, right? Yes, we know exactly what you were saying. <laughs> he just he kind of gives you the side eye like <laughs> bottoms up. Cheerio, pip, pip. <laughs> So uh, Charlie looks down and says, one of the other reasons I want you to uh, keep this under your hats is this other set of paper. So what he does is he pulls out another set of paper, uh, official looking paper, and it has the seal of the 13th. um, um, So it has the seal of the Dalai Lama. Obviously, the current one is the 13th Dalai Lama. And it's written in English. And it uh, I'll just read this out real quick. Let it be known to all officers and headmen west and south of Lhasa that this group is traveling at my request and under my protection. We have requested the men who hold these documents to obey all of our laws, and we ask them not to kill any birds or animals, as this will make our people very sad. And it's at the end, it just says, just please be reminded that this group is under my protection. So Charlie looks over and goes, this was... Uh, some documentation that was given to the mining company that I don't think they really need anymore. Just from personal slight, I don't think they need anymore. So I took this and this will help you along the way. If you do run into any Tibetans, uh, they should clear your way just for your traveling. Um, They don't even watch to kill birds. So I would stress if you can, I wouldn't say don't do it because obviously if you need uh, protection or, for food, just make sure there's no Tibetans around doing it. No wonder are... Peta is so well heaten here around here. Well, <laughs> so Petra, that happens when you're a Buddhist country in uh, Buddhist society, and you believe you can be reincarnated depending on the actions of your previous life. So oh, that's quite right. right. Oh my gosh, quite I'm wearing right. a Buddhist. <laughs> I wonder if this my... will be more in America if I tell them that. My sure. God. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, he, uh, Buddhist. Yeah, so Charlie just, uh, you know, just has the stack of papers there. Um, I want to make a psychology check on him. Okay. Uh, let's see what happens. Ooh, 81. That's total fail. Obviously you, you all, all three. I mean, if, so if, um, and Daryl, if, you want that college roll? You can go ahead and do that too. Oh, I do. I want to make a roll. Um, now, 
I don't have any sort of like rank in it. Am I? Uh, there should be a base that's... there too. Yeah, ten percent. Base. Ten percent. Yeah. Go ahead. So ten percent is the base. So I have to roll beneath a ten. Yes. Oh my good lord! I rolled. Uh, uh I rolled an eighty. <laughs> I was close, is that, thirty. Is that below? No. <laughs> so, Petra, what's your um psychology? You roll thirty. Did you have a yeah. ten also? Okay. Yeah. So you know, Charlie's known to all three of you, so it's not like he's someone just coming in trying to spin stories to you. So you're you're not. You take him at his at his at his word, and obviously you've been all you know fairly close. It's a it's a close community. You know the expats in Lhasa, so. He does seem genuine that, you know, he wants to do you guys a solid or, you know, he, he definitely does have a bit of anger to the company. He's leaving early. Uh, and, you know, it sounds like he's just trying to get back at him also and try to help you guys out, you know, just do your favor. And obviously he owed Vinny a bit. So he figured this was the easiest way to save more money for himself when he gets back home. It's just that he's not going to need this stuff where he's going in Canada. So mm-hmm. he might as well just leave it here. So, Charlie, I have a question for you. After we collect what we came for, is there anything you want us to do for, you know, a payment for this? Like, sabotage that company? Would that make you happy? I think you guys would be more interested in probably laying low. If you do go and are successful and come back, I think the last thing you want to do is to have the mining company sniffing around you. So, I would recommend just leaving leaving sleeping dogs lie this what i'm doing now is payment enough for me to get back at them i'm not looking for any kind of grand gesture or anything uh this will do me uh quite nicely all right well good luck to that i will certainly raise a glass to that to diamonds to the city of diamonds Okay, so Charlie's going to take a drink, too. So, Vinny, why don't you give me a luck roll? God damn it. You, you, now you're making me roll dice. Dice hate me. So you're <laughs> saying that the base, if you don't have any kind of a, uh, a rank in it, the base is always 10? No. Well, each no. of them have a different. They're, each of them have their own different levels. Like, I think if you don't have very specialized stuff, it might be a 1 or a 5. Mm-hmm. Um, but for most stuff, it's 10 or 20, I think, is the base, usually. Okay. So I passed. I got a 29 out of 50. So when Charlie takes a drink and sets it down and goes, uh, on top of the uh, the papers I left you, there's a very, very good chance that you'll need a boat. So I have left outside a collapsible boat. So it's just a kind of a big canoe made out of leather and sticks and things like that. It's uh, actually very common around Tibet getting across the, you know, the, the streams when there's a thaw or things like that. So uh, Charlie says, I probably feel bad to send you guys on somewhere without being completely prepared. Uh, he looks around and goes, I'm sure you guys can take care of yourselves for gearing up and for protection, but the, the boat probably wouldn't be something obvious. So I've left that outside for you to guys to use if, if you decide to go ahead and make this jaunt. You've gone through so much trouble. May I, uh, is there anything we can do for you in this uh, clearly troubling time? Maybe a little, maybe a little, you know, F you to the, to the mining company, a little extra. Hmm? I think the fact 
if you come, not if that's wrong word. Sorry, I don't mean that. So when you come back, that would oh. definitely be enough for me. So that was a screw up on my part, not <laughs> <laughs> when you come back. Everybody. Foreshadowing. Yeah, this, no, seems, no foreshadowing. this seems this seems dangerous now. Um, <laughs> I, I would not say it's overly dangerous. You know, we all live in Tibet, so I wouldn't send you on anything that I didn't think you could handle. If you just keep your wits about you and dress warm, then there should be no problems. That's why I think this is my way of getting back at them and my little thank you to you all because it isn't anything I'm expecting to be overly strenuous. Well, you made it by yourself. I'm sure the three of us together, if we put, keep our heads together, then I'm sure it'll be fun. Absolutely. I'm not rowing that canoe. I'm just putting it out there. Well, that's what we got Daryl here for. Daryl, he's a strong man. He could row to both of us. Well, 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 judging by my characteristics, I am more dexterous than strong, but I see your point. I will certainly row the boat. It is is exciting to me to be part of of an adventure with the two of you yet again, just like old times. I, uh, yeah, sure, Dad, Daryl. I mean, I, I don't like to get my hands dirty. I got people that do things for me when I need things to be done, you know. Yes, you've got the resources, and that is why you are invaluable to me. But I, I would like to see this firsthand so I know that nobody's going to fuck me over in the end, you know. Oof, nobody wants to get fucked in the end, that's for sure. Well, I mean, you do have to speak for yourself. It is the new craze. I am speaking for myself. <laughs> oh, I guess. <laughs> okay, so let's drink up tonight. Maybe have a little other, you know, fun and uh, go tomorrow. That I sounds will, like a plan. I will be going tomorrow, so I will definitely be drinking up tonight. Drink up and be hearty. For tonight we dine in hell. I, um, that's not, never mind. Uh, let's just have a nice... A nice evening of uh, revelry. You have a dark side, don't you, Daryl? Of course not. How dare you? (laughs) He is English, you know. They are kind of mirthless people, if you know what I'm saying. I thought they were all dry. (laughs) Eloquent as always. (laughs) Well, you know me. I'm I'm as eloquent as I could be. And I love you for it. For all of your eloquence, I love you for it. He, he narrows his eyes at you. Narrow your eyes all you want at me, Vincenzo, but I love you. All right, just calm down. I don't. I like you just enough, okay? That's fine. That's just enough for me. Okay, so I'm assuming you guys all are just going to drink it up for the rest of the night. Does the club get busy? Uh, it, I would like so, to think so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. up to you. <laughs> yeah, so it, we can we can have it where yeah, because we said it was you know late afternoon, early evening. So you know we'll have um, you know the the normal business comes in. You know, Charlie will just sit there and drink, and I'm sure he'll see some other you know people that I'm sure there's quite a bit of regulars coming in. So you know he'll kind of you know go play up play to the room because you know he'll he'll go out and slap backs and give hugs and make toast uh for his leaving um but obviously it doesn't look like he's uh slipping anyone else any uh 
maps or papers or, you know, all the conversations he has is just, you know, this reminiscing or getting drunker and telling stories. So obviously he did come here specifically at that time with a specific reason. And it was, you know, for the three of you. Well, Daryl has definitely been te- not 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 giving any specifics, but has been talking about this wonderful adventure I'll be going on. I shall have stories for all of you, and he's he's got the usual rabble that surrounds him when he's at the bar. But as it gets busier, I this is going to be a triumph. Get hype! Just, yeah. When Petra goes up to to do her set, like you know, Vincenzo would go over and he'd. You know, put a hand on her small of her back and like, you know, give her a peck on the cheek and then smack her on the butt and be like, ah, knock on dead tonight. Because, uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow, you know? Tomorrow we can be swimming in jewels. So I'll let you get away with that butt touch tonight. <laughs> a grim portent, I would say as well, though. You're smack such in the a- ass? No. Didn't it not, don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. It's called breaking a leg. Do you think we're going to break legs? I hope I do right now. Listen up. Oh, I see. <laughs> of course, you're doing your show business speak. All right. Yes, of course. Hmm. He, he leans in close to you and says, you don't know how many legs I had to fucking break already. <laughs> Just to me? <laughs> to you, yeah. As she walks <laughs> away up to the sachets up to the stage. Yes, I uh, <laughs> I'm I'm sure I could probably imagine it if I had to. <laughs> Eloquent as always. Petra is gonna perform and sing a song about how gold and jewels and diamonds are the way to a woman's heart. That you can keep your flowers and you know chocolate. How does that go? How does that go though? What is it what does that, what does that sound like? Have you heard me sing before? <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm asking how it sounds and how it goes. Oh no, don't don't wish that upon anybody. <laughs> Is there any kind of skills that you would have for that? Yeah, ab- absolutely. I have. <laughs> oh, I must have something. Hold on. Yeah, I think there has to be something in there. It's Just under nice. arts and craft, right? You should have like perform or singing or. Oh, I didn't realize what that was for, art and craft. So I bumped mine down really low. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was it's like for, I don't need to know knowledge of art. <laughs> it's for gimp bracelets. That's what arts and crafts are for. Oh, that's fucking funny. Okay, well, I mean, I can roll it. It's yeah, not going to be yeah. good. Go ahead. And roll. Oh, I didn't make it. Thirty-eight out of twenty. You know, I had twenty-five. So twenty-five. Uh, okay, so it's it's a good performance. It's not. Bad, but obviously you've got other things on your mind, so you're. A little Can I do some like fast talking in that too? Combine it, like my lying. No. But just for it was just more for for the mood. So obviously okay. you're, you everybody's listening and everybody's attentive. You're not, you know, making people turn away or not listen. But okay. obviously you've got other things in your mind now that's I'm kind dreaming. of you from your art. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I think that was so. If I was going to say if you. If you like rolled a one, I was going to have everybody weeping it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you're just going through the motions, I guess, because you've got definitely some other things on your mind. Uh, You know, Charlie's obviously getting a bit drunker and drunker. Um, He's going to go, you know, let's say it's near closing time, Vinny, unless there was anything specifically you wanted to do while the club was packed. 
No, I mean he would he would social butterfly. He'd probably get himself into a you know some kind of poker game, okay. you know something just to you know kill him. T- like this is what he does. You know he's making sure people are paying. He's making sure everybody's happy. Okay, and then I'm assuming Daryl was just being gadfly. Just I'm a gadfly, but if I see that a poker game gets started up, I, I sit right down. <laughs> and I'm still gabbing. I'm still ordering drinks, but it's at a poker table. So it probably it just annoys the hell out of Vincenzo. I was going to say, he's like not happy at all. <laughs> yes, hit me. I <laughs> get it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, you guys are playing cards. Petra's singing. Charlie's going to take his leave now. So, he, you know, he goes up to Petra and gives her a kiss and says, thank you. And says you know all the best i think uh you know you definitely uh be coming back with a lot a lot bigger smile in a few days and you know hopefully you make the most of it thank you charlie i'll need my first emerald after you <laughs> and he you gives you name a your emeralds <laughs> all girls name their jewels well that's <laughs> I suppose to each their own. Uh, what is that one that's hanging around your neck named? These are pearls, sweetheart. They're not jewels. Oh, I, I don't tell the difference. I just I just gather them up on my adventures. I don't know which is which. So you've never given a girl a pearl necklace? That's a shame. <laughs> no, I can't say that I have. No, I wait a minute. What are you what are you referring? What are you what are you saying? Pearls? She's saying that you're cheap, is what she's saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Cheap. You better watch yourself. Hmm. I'll have to. I'll have to show you, my lady. You can start by buying me another drink. Done. <laughs> Chen. You know <laughs> Chen doesn't run the bar, you fucking moron. Well, you're playing. You're playing poker with me. I almost just went into an Italian accent. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're playing. We're playing poker. Oh, is it my turn? Of course. Yes, I'll take three. So Vinny just puts his hand up and like waves his finger for one of the girls to come over with a tray and just put it on my tab. Of course. <laughs> you know what? Charlie walks over. in the house. Charlie walks over when he, when you say that and says, you know, in a few more days, you may not have to worry about paying that tab off anymore. And that kind of gives Vinny a wink. He just, he nods. <laughs> so can Daryl, can you give me? I'd love to. Kind of oh, we can do. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. We did it. Where is that? Okay, let's give us a... <laughs> give us a kiss. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, Charlie's probably drunk enough that he probably would give you a kiss. So that would be, um... <laughs> I, I imagine I have my arm around him for most of the night when I'm not playing, when I'm not destroying Vincenzo in poker. <laughs> yes. So, so Daryl, just give me a no roll. So that would be your knowledge. A no roll? Yeah, that would be. Oh no! I refuse to roll. Um, Inter idea roll. So if you do, is there a separate one, John? For now, I think I think knowledge is just your your education score. So intellect idea. Is that what you're saying? So I so my intellect is sixty. Yeah, so just roll that. Okay, I like it. Yes, I'm very intellectual. Oh, thirty-seven. No, thirty-seven. Okay, so. To, to yourself, you kind of think, you know, Charlie's told you lots of great things. Everybody's super excited. 
probably be worth spending some time after the club, clubs close, the three of you, to go over the map and the documents, A, just to make sure you weren't getting caught up in the excitement of the storytelling and, you know, kind of be to kind of plan out what you guys are planning on doing, whether it's the next day or not. So, all right. Um, so just kind of if, think the three of you probably need to get together and put your heads together. All right. So it's the end of the night, maybe. And I, oh, Vin- Vincenzo, why don't you lock the door, close up for the night and let's go over these maps once again. Shall we plan out our adventure? Yeah, so he, he like, waves the rest of, you know, whatever staff is still, like, sort of cleaning up, you know, straightening tables, chairs and shit. He just waves them out, you know, kind of yells some bad Tibetan at them, like, you know, get the fuck out. And then, uh, you, really you know, goes should enunciate better your Tibetan to your staff. They don't they understand what you're saying. They'll probably resent you for it. You know, I don't really care if they resent me or not, as long as they get the fuck out when I tell them to get out. Jesus. All right. All right. I, I suppose I've, this isn't my business. You run it the way you would like to run it. I am sorry for even bringing it up. Look, Anyways, that's what ma- I got. Mr. Chen, he deals with the staff. I deal with the customers. That's true. You are very good at that. I will give you that, yes. I like to think so. <laughs> but I'm, I'm good at everything that I do. So, I, you know, it just it goes with the territory. For the sake, for the sake of the argument, I will agree. You are good at everything you do. Everything. <laughs> everything. Hmm. Mm. The map, though. Let me just let me just let me lay it out here on the bar. While okay. while Vinny pulls us some 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 nightcaps. Okay. So just from what Charlie was telling you, he didn't make any kind of point to say. Yeah, this is going to take a super long hike, or uh, you know, make sure you're provisioned for you know two weeks of tromping through you know mountain passes. So I think so. He, you know, he kind of he kind of gave you guys the feeling that it would be you know not a one day turnaround kind of thing. You know, maybe a, a couple few days depending on the weather. So you're not having to kid out with you know super amounts of supplies or anything like that. So it does seem like it would be maybe not like a day jaunt, but, you know, a few days, maybe up to five days if the weather turns on you that, you know, the, the, the how long this would take. And obviously the, the collapsible boat, it, it does kind of fold down pretty small. So it's, you know, it's got a strap on it. So it's easy to carry or strap onto your back. So it's not like you're going to be dragging. You're going to need lots of, you know, I guess would it be mules or yaks? Would you ride a yak? But you know you're not going to alpacas. Yeah, you're not going to need a whole bunch of pack animals to take all of your stuff with you. Oh, I hope not. I think we probably take at least one. Yeah. So if you're not riding, then it would be a yak, just to you know pile your stuff on, kind of thing. So not only am I wearing a Buddhist, but I'm going to be riding one too. I'm going to feel like a goddess. <laughs> you definitely are. No comment. Thanks, Vinny. So from, you know, from the map and documentation yourself, like Charlie said, the map is kind of his hand-drawn thing, but it is, it does give you a, you know, it is, it's the landmark. It's a landmark we can start from. Yeah. Be like, oh, here's a map of the woods. Go find the woods. So (laughs) like, like Charlie said, you know, the, the, there is kind of a direct path out outside of Lhasa. And then there is, 
you know, maybe a day or day and a half out is, you know, kind of not, not the mountains that everybody thinks of Tibet, but there is, you know, some smaller mountains there. And I think the key that he put on the map was there's all kinds of, you know, either valleys through or cuts into the mountain. So there's lots of them. So the key was always the reason this has stayed hidden is because it is this specific one. So if, if it's, you know, if you go from this landmark, it's five over from the left there and there's like 50 of them. So that's kind of what's kept this path hidden. So he's kind of made it very descriptive that it is pretty much the map just says, go this way. It takes this long and then count from this landmark over. And this is the way to go. So it is, it is pretty straightforward. It is, you won't need to be a, any orienteering or anything to find it. I hate to be the one that says this, but maybe you men should bring a firearm or something with us in case we do meet some rabbit animals or something. So Vinny just like pulls the 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 corner of his coat open. He's got his forty five in a shoulder holster. He's like, I always carry protection with me. I should and known. I always carry my sawed off shotgun with me because I have shotgun skill. You, you bringing a-, a fucking gun into my club? What the fuck is wrong with you? No, I I, I, I misspoke. I don't. I, I, I misspoke. I don't bring it into your club. I I, I misspoke. I, I, I'm sorry. Always on adventures, I bring my shotgun. All right. That- you remember the whole thing with the legs is all I'm saying. Yes, I know. You'll break my legs. Yes, of course. I would never bring a, a firearm into your establishment. I, I'm i sorry. No, it's okay. You it's just special. remember what, what you just said. I am I am sorry, Petra. I keep talking over you, but I got to make sure that Daryl, he understands what the situation is as far as his relationship to the club and my person, that he is not too familiar with his situation, if you know what I mean. I yes, do. I, oh, now yes, I spoke over you, you. Darryl, I'm sorry. Yes, you need to realize that I'm an extension of Vinny. So you treat me with the same respect you would treat him. Of course, I don't believe I've been actually disrespectful to any of you, but I will say this. It does get confusing, and I believe I am not alone in this, when we have on one side Vincenzo speaking about breaking legs as a bad thing, and we've got uh, Petra on the other side speaking about breaking a leg as a good thing. It does get a little bit confusing when you're sort of riding the middle. Or you're just stupid. Well, I, I guess we can just go with that as well. <laughs> we should, yes, of course. Then he just uh, kind of like shakes his head, like, "Yeah, that's that's fair." <laughs> he could just be stupid. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know, from from what you guys see of what Charlie gave you and what he told you, you're, I would say, you're all pretty confident. Obviously, you're excited. Uh, everybody's got stars in their eyes and. You know, oh, yeah. dollar signs or flash, flashy things going through their mind. So if it's the end of the night, um, I don't know if we're saying it's closing time was at midnight or 2 a.m. or, you know, whatever it is. If there's anything you guys want to do for, for planning, I'm, are you guys planning on just meeting up tomorrow and then heading out? Or is there anything? No. So I think when John's email he sent me, I'm cool with, you know, we're saying you're going on know a couple days you guys live in tibet so i'm sure you've done these things before whether you know it was either getting to Tibet or just you know visiting around so you're all pretty well kitted out for you know the 
clothes and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, the guys have firearms, so we don't need to go into any kind of, you know, packing all the stuff you're packing. If we go forward and there's something you think you might have that we could just roll luck if it sounds like it's a bit out of the ordinary, but I'm assuming everybody will just have the normal stuff you're going to be out going for, you know, camping or hiking or things like that. So I didn't know if there was anything specifically you wanted to do or if you are going to be heading out tomorrow. I will say this. Petra was paid handsomely one time to accompany, accompany, go with um, a gentleman on a, <laughs> I can't say the fucking word, to go on to one of his uh, retreats there. So she is equipped with very extravagant hiking clothes that he purchased for her on the way. So she's going to go in style. Okay. For the record. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't know what the, what time of the year is it? Like maybe we should start with that, right? So is it like October, November, or is it like spring? So it's, let's say early fall. Uh, okay. The, the, you know, you're up high enough that, you know, the, obviously you'll see snow and it may snow just because of where you're at, but you're not in the throes of, you know, constant storms or anything like that. And then you're also not in summer where, you know, for all intents and purposes, part of Tibet is kind of deserty. It's, you know, dry and high kind of thing. And then you're not in a spring where everything's thawing and there's raging rapids everywhere. So you're in a pretty sweet spot for weather. You know, it's it's not super snowy. It's not raining all the time. It's not melting and it's not, you know, sun's not up all the time. So you're in a pretty decent time. You'll, you'll need to take, you know, you know, cold weather clothes because you'll be going up towards the mountains. But there's not anything weather-wise specifically that it should throw you off or you have to prepare extra for. Okay. Yeah. So like whatever the standard loadout would be for something like that, then if it was, you know, snowshoes, um, you know, like the, the climbers, like the little uh, ax mm-hmm. things, like, I don't know how they were set up in 1920. I assume it's more like a regular ax maybe, or like an, yeah. like an all kind of thing. You know, they did have people that were trying to climb the Himalayas and K2 and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So there is the route of entry that, you know, people would have. Um, and it would be kind of part of standard gear if you were going out. So. Okay. He would have someone fetch that for him. Cause like, I don't think he would have that stuff. Like he might have the cold weather gear and you know, that sort of stuff, but I like climbing things. And I mean, maybe a pair of snowshoes, so it depends on how well they, how clear Lhasa is in the winter, I suppose. Vinny, well, you yeah. really think we're going to need that climbing gear? Like, I wasn't prepared for that. I was preparing for sitting on a camel. Well, we we could get you a, a, a pony maybe to ride. That way you don't have to walk the whole way. Uh, but, you know, it's always good to be prepared. You never know, you know, what you're going to come up against. And we don't want to be stuck if, you know, something happens. Daryl shows up with three elephants on leashes. <laughs> I don't think I actually do that. I just want to. Unless, unless I do. Lock <laughs> roll. I have a 70 in, where is it? Oh, God. Maybe it's not a 70. A 70 credit rating. 70. Mm, I could Fucking buy, elephants. I could rent some elephants. Yeah, I don't know if there's elephants in, in Tibet, though. Mm, probably not. I don't think look so. what I found. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a, a critical one, a luck roll. <laughs> okay. So I'm assuming you guys are just gearing up and getting a good night's sleep or Vinny's going to send off his guys to 
round up. Vinny's not hoping for a good night of sleep, but I, I don't, you know. <laughs> Daryl has certainly put himself to bit. And good oh, night. I'm quite tired. <laughs> I did it again. I messed up. Oh well, I, I, I well, uh, if you're if you're sure you don't want to continue this, uh, you know. Uh, you Who know knows what happens sleep. tomorrow is all I'm going to say. I need my beauty sleep. I have to look best for our voyage tomorrow. Oh, you look good no matter what. Aw. I'll see you in the morning. Uh, oh. All right. You you sleep well. <laughs> you too, Vinny. It's just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he turns around and Daryl's just sitting at the bar still. He's like, Damn. God, fuck. Vinny, I've got a question for you. I found these two balls behind the bar, and they're both blue. Explain to me what this is about. <laughs> uh, I think that's one of those Tibetan things. I don't know. They leave their shit laying all around. I Sort of like Benoit balls. Yes, I understand exactly what you're saying. Sure, sure. Look, hey, I'm, I'm going to let's get the fuck out of here, right? Uh, I, I want to turn in, and uh, I can't have you drinking all my, my booze and shit, so just get the fuck out. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Eloquent as always i will get the fuck out he doesn't even leave he goes back to his office and like fucking drinks another (laughs) (laughs) takes the blue balls and he throws them across the room (laughs) you hear petra scream you might want to wash your hands (laughs) (laughs) okay so next morning rolls around uh if it was a good night rest or good night at all for Certain people, I'm sure Benny's a bit frustrated and looking to get going. I'm sure Petra has visions in her head of what we're going to go get. And Daryl's looking to come up with some great stories to regale with everybody. So say we guys, what do you just meet? I guess meet at the club or meet outside the club. Are you going to take, so you said you're going to take a pack animal. Is you going to take uh, something to ride for Petra? I think so, yeah. Okay. Just do like a donkey or a pony or something like that. That's fine. Okay. So the, the map itself, you know, it has pretty defined path outside of Lhasa. So, um, you know, you're setting off early in the morning. So you'll be able to make some pretty good time. I think maybe by midday, you know, late, late afternoon, you should be coming up to a village. So, you know, you're just... I guess just moseying along, taking your time. You don't really see, you, you see a few people, you know, on the road. It is kind of along the main roads and along the road, there's, uh, along the side of the road, there's all kinds of little stupas. So I don't know if you've seen pictures, just like little domed kind of things on the side of the road. And you'll see um, either locals or some monks stop and they'll, they'll stop and pray at the stupa. And then there'll be, you know, prayer wheels along uh, so you'll just see it's just kind of the normal flow, normal traffic, what you would see of people coming in and out of the city. This is, you know, this is the main center of the religion itself. So lots of pilgrims, things like that. And you'll see, you know, other various non-Tibetans just going about their day. Just it, it, it seems like everybody's just used to this people going in and out, whether it's on business or just going out for a nice day. A lot of the expats like to go out for, you know, picnic or just to go out and do some adventuring or exploring around. So nothing too, you know, nothing too crazy. When you get a little bit further out from the city, it, you know, tends to get a bit more wild. So it's a little bit less settled. You know, the the vista you see out, obviously out in the far distance, you'll see like the big stereotypical 
Himalayan mountains, all the big major peaks, but everything in between is just some hills and maybe some smaller mountains. Uh, there are a few areas of plains that you can see leading up to them. So it's just, it starts to get more, more rough, lots of stone and boulders everywhere. Um, so yeah, a lot less civilized than Lhasa was. So everybody make me a spot hidden or listen roll, whatever is better. Oh, 39 out of 50. Okay. Four spot. Okay. <clears throat> oh, mm-mm. Ah, 13, which actually, oh, it just misses my, like, extreme superior success, but it's underneath my secondary half of total success. Okay. So, All of those words wrong. I, I, maybe you want to see <laughs> exactly. So you got a hard success. Hard to yeah, hard. Yeah. Okay. And then, so, Petra, can you roll me luck? Yes. Uh, where is my luck? Okay. Oh, and I did make that with a 12. Okay. So Petra's, you know, kind of just oblivious, whether it's just taking the sights or singing to herself, humming, looking at the, the landscape. Uh, she notices Vinny and Daryl kind of focus. So Daryl, yours was spot hidden too, or was that listen? It was spot hidden, Um, right? I did spot hidden. Okay. So... Vinny and Daryl both look out behind, you know, there's all kinds of stones and boulders oh. and they see something darting in between, you know, just kind of behind the boulders. Uh, maybe not dog shaped. Uh, most of the dogs in Tibet would be kind of big mastiff looking things. You know, there are smaller dogs like Lhasa Ops or things like that, but those kind of more live in, with people and then in the temples and things like that. So this, and, and it doesn't look like a dog because if it was a dog, it'd be really big. So you just see something kind of flitting around back behind the boulders. So Petra, I had you roll luck just because to hold on to the pony, because obviously it sent something out there. You, the, the luck roll, you grabbed onto the reins before it got it kind of jittery or anything. What's going on? What, what scared Tabitha? And so Vinny would have grabbed the, the pony and been like, whoa, 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 hey, whoa, and starts like stroking his neck. What? Did, did you see that thing? There was something. Yes. There was something out there. Yeah, but did you see what it was? It just it was like a glimpse of some shit. Was it like a dog? I mean, I have like leopards up here, right? Like big, like furry. All leopards. the more reason to keep your voice down and for us to be extra careful going through here. Well, does a leopard know what I'm saying? Hey, fuck you, leopard. How about that? Can you imagine what a leopard would look like with this complexion? Oh, it would look so good on you. Oh, I'm sure your Vinny? friend Peter would be very happy to accommodate you, but we would most likely be in our best interest to avoid something, an altercation as that's so early on. So, Daryl, since you got a hard success, uh, so Vinny saw something moving around. Uh, Daryl, what you saw kind of, so it's bigger than a cat, smaller than a dog, um, but you did see it had kind of a really long scaly tail, I guess. Yeah, just a, you know, like a, it's, it wasn't like a furred tail or anything like that. And then just for a minute above the rocks before you and Vinny both focused on it, you just saw this head pop up and it just, it just had like a an animal head, so it wasn't a leopard. It didn't look like a cat, but it had some you know furry ears sticking out of the side, and then you could see some yellow eyes just kind of look up and then you know 
dark behind the rock and go away. So you're almost positive it wasn't a leopard or a dog. Well, if it is a leopard, it certainly has changed its stripes, Vincenzo. I'm afraid this is something entirely different we are dealing with. Please, if we are to continue, it must be with caution. Please keep your voice down. Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. So you're not going to tell me what you saw? Uh, I recount exactly what the GM just said. (laughs) Oh, okay, cool. I, I understand what you're saying then. You're afraid of a fox? Yes. Hmm. I don't know. I've seen foxes before, and this did not strike me as a fox. You know, a fox would look really good on you, too, is all I'm going to say. The red would bring out the highlights in your hair. It would be wonderful. Oh, Vinny, thank you. You know, if this is a rare animal or something, maybe we should consider, you know, killing it without much, you know, damaging the fur. Do we really think a a, a detour is necessary? I'm just saying, like, having something exotic would be, you know, it would bring business to the club. That is true, and I would like to make more money at the club. But just going on what Charlie said, maybe we don't want to kill anything at least, you know, like two hours into the trip, you know? At least if it's not threatening us. Okay, well, if Tabitha happens to run it over, I get to keep it. That is a fair deal. Cheers to that. I should say, though, um, gentlemen, if you do happen to have to kill an animal, can you try to keep the damage to a minimum? Well, it's going to have at least two holes in it. Okay. Well, and maybe probably we plenty a- more once I blast it to hell with my shotgun. No, that is an uncivilized weapon. Perhaps, Vinny, you could... Shoot it in one of its holes that it already previously has? Mm. I am very good at everything that I do, so that is entirely possible that I could shoot it in one of its holes. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. I, I believe that if anybody could do it, Vincenzo could do it. <laughs> there are many holes. <laughs> but only one hole like this. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm assuming you guys yeah just from the discussion there was some talk of trying to track it down or follow it so i'm assuming just from the you guys aren't gonna make a detour off like you said you're still pretty close to the okay so you're still pretty close to the city kind of thing so um, he would be keeping an eye out for it though to see because i didn't get a good look at it to just try to see exactly what the hell's going on because like i get i guess it would be common knowledge for like yeti and things like that like uh, because i do know some tibetan i mean not that he would investigate a cult or anything but like i I think like yeti would probably be something that wouldn't be like oh i don't know i've never heard that before it's a pretty common thing and it's it's you know it's i guess fairy tales or it is you know pretty common bedtime story things like that for for the society itself but yeah this was something that was definitely very small it was not anything kind of that size and you know that close to the to the city itself you wouldn't expect that to be what it was it could be a fox like you said but it wasn't a dog it was you know it was a bit smaller than that but and it did dart around pretty quickly so it wasn't a big lumbering it was like a bear or anything like that it was pretty small Okay. Vinny, for the record, you have seen Petra in action enough to know that were you to kill an exotic animal and presenter with like a crazy fur, 
your chances of getting her up those stairs with you would just look like astronomical. So just, just you know, he's he's filing it away, but he, he's yeah. you know it's you know literally like we've been out here for like two or three. Hours. No, no, I'm just saying for like this future trip, if you see like a purple-haired monkey, shoot it. He's playing the long game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I kill yeah. everything. <laughs> Indiscriminately. Vincenzo the What about hunter. this? What yeah. about this? <laughs> Try Does this, this get me up the stairs? <laughs> <laughs> so you, you're all pretty confident that whatever it was isn't there anymore because Tabitha has settled back down. She's not, you know, stamping or snorting or anything. So whatever was there is, you know, made itself scarce. Uh, she can, will be the canary yeah, in our, main, our major quest. Just from... You know, from from the other the pack animal, the yak really didn't care one way or another. It stopped when you guys stopped and started walking when you guys started walking too. So <laughs> a dumb animal, the yak didn't get very skittish or anything. So you, know, you, you you're still going down the path. So you're getting close to late afternoon. So you're coming up, you know, going down the road and then you kind of come up a little rise and then back down. So below you, you see a really small village, probably no more than twenty or thirty people. It looks like they're all out kind of scattered around so there's you know some small fields of you know just some barley and pea crops and wheat and things like that um you know there's some goats and yaks just you know wandering around uh when you crest the hill and start coming down you see a couple mastiffs so you know bigger dogs notice you they don't bark but they're, they're kind of attentive and they kind of walk up the path a little bit towards you, but not anything threatening or anything like that. So uh, this is the village kind of on the map that Charlie gave you that you said about half a day out you would find it. So um, I'm assuming you're just going to go down. And everybody everybody in the village kind of looks and stops. The adults are kind of doing whatever they're doing. If you get a bit closer, I'm assuming you guys are going to go down and do that. Yeah, cool. Don't do anything like overtly, yeah. you know, showing teeth or whatever. Yeah. yeah they, What's the yak on. doing? Yeah. They just moseying along with you, so it kind of goes to your pace. If you stop, it'll stop. But if you keep going, it'll keep going. The the horse. So Tabitha, you know, sees the mastiffs, but she's also, I'm assuming, yeah, she, you know, is used to seeing you know mastiffs are used for herding and protecting the animals. So it's just, you know. Tabitha don't care. Always trust the instincts of a horse. Then he kind of bends down. He's like, hey, uh, hey, pooch, nice pooch. You know, he like puts the back of his hand out for the dog to sniff. (laughs) Uh, You're you're a a big puppy, huh? So they're obviously, you know, guard dogs. So it's not really letting you scratch its ear or anything. Yeah, yeah. It kind of peels back a little bit, but doesn't growl or anything, but it does show its teeth a little bit. And then you see a bunch of the kids that were kind of in the village, there's probably about five of them just come up. And obviously first they go to Tabitha and Petra and they're smiling and giggling and they come up to the yak and pat it on the side. And, you know, they grab Daryl and Vinny's hand, just, you know, pulling them just to go down. Obviously they... You know, that anytime they see someone who's not Tibetan, it's a bunch of kids out. It looks something different. So they're all giggling and laughing. And you know, most, is, of the, most of the little girls are around Petra and Tabitha. 
Is there one little girl that looks particularly poor and malnourished? They're all about the same. And actually, they're close enough to the village, so they're not super. Yeah, so they, you know, they got crops and plants. But there is kind of a smaller girl that is a bit timid, let's say. So not maybe poor. They're all in the same kind of standard. But one that's a little bit more skittish or shy, maybe that's kind of stepped back from the other girls that are you know coming up to you. Okay, Petra's going to go up to her and say. Darling, I have something for you. You can use it, you know, more than I. You need it more than I do. And she pulls out a little vial of perfume and says, Remember, go after the ones with the big wallets. <laughs> so she reaches up and sticks her hand out and takes it and, you know, bows her head and just starts giggling. So at that time, you see kind of the, the adults around the village kind of, you know, kind of form up where the where the path leads into the village itself uh you know like i said not anything menacing or anything just all lined up and then one kind of walks out ahead uh so you know i guess a leader a man kind of walks out ahead of all the other ones and is kind of standing in front of you guys and just doesn't say anything he's just standing there looking not any kind of aggressive look or whatever just you know just standing kind of waiting Vinny winces when Petra hands the girl the perfume because it's one that he gave her. <laughs> Perfect. He's <laughs> just going to like grits his teeth. <laughs> uh, That's then, so perfect. And then they're down there and a the guy's standing there. So he's like, uh, I'm sure it's because she liked it so much she wanted to share it with someone else. <laughs> Don't you worry. You'll get up those stairs one of these days. <laughs> So, so not going to Tibetan because now he's like, now he's like, uh, he's like, uh, so, uh, a good afternoon to you and your village people here in the mountains. My God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can answer a, a quick question. I have, uh, language local at a 40. I do too. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Then screw it. Yeah. Good. <laughs> but he wasn't, he was not like he was in a different. <laughs> Perfect. So yeah. Isn't the, isn't the the guideline if if it's like thirty or forty? I forget. There's a there's like a divining line there. If you have that much in a local language, then you can converse. So you can. It, it's broken. Yeah, it's not. Oh, yeah. It's okay, not like go. this. But you know, yeah. you you can get your point across and kind so, of. So Daryl's like nodding, like yes, that was very good to bidden. <laughs> so I think John, you don't have to roll for that though, right? It's just if you're at that level. I can grab the book and tell you what the breakdown is. I'm sure if it's 35 or so that you can understand each other and get points across. If you really want to start getting into really technical conversations, then obviously you'd have to roll. So, right. right. I mean, we could roll, I could roll just to see how well the conversation goes. How about you make a intelligence roll instead? Because I have an idea. All right. Uh, No, 89 out of 60. Okay, so he just, you know, he, the the kind of the head man, I guess, looks at looks at Vinny and you know, just kind of shakes his head and he's not smiling or he's not grimacing or anything and just, you know, says kind of in broken Tibetan or not broken, he speaks Tibetan. You kind of hear it as broken that, why are you coming to this village? Is there, you know, what's going on? What's you know, just that kind of why are you guys here? So then he would just try to convey then back like, oh, we're we're just passing through, you know, 
it, like he gets his like the fingers on his hands. He's like going to the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously he sees the the little girl in you know Petra and the little girl. So he kind of gives a quick smirk because obviously the little shy girl is now super happy, and all of her mm-hmm. other friends are coming up seeing what what you gave her. She's used like most of the perfume by now. She's just like fucking Mother Teresa. I am. Thank you. Hey, my call. This place smells like your room. (laughs) So, Petra and Dara, why don't you guys make idea rolls? So, when you say idea rolls, you're just meaning intellect? Yeah, intellect. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Oh my gosh, I got a three. Sorry, I'm unfamiliar with the systems. That's like. That's the best one, not hard. One out of 60. Better. Okay, so you both made it. So along with the map, Charlie also gave you the documents. So there's a bunch of you know English words on it, but it also kind of had like the stamp of the Dalai Lama on it. So We've got the documents here, Vinny. You're, 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 Vincenzo, you're speaking with him quite well. Show him the documents where the, where the Lama has told us it's all good. The Lama, if you will. I, I don't know. Oh yeah, shit! I forgot about that. Let me let, let me see them papers. So he, eloquent like, as ever, folds them out and like you know looks at it. It's obviously all in English, but he like he holds it out and he points at the seal <laughs> or the stamp on the bottom. It, it's okay. <laughs> so um, when when the headman sees that, he uh, kind of bows his head, you know, just a bit reverently, and then everyone else, all the other adults there, bow their head. So then the headman says. Um, come with me, um, traveling. I'm sure you have thirsty. We have some tea. Come, come have some tea. So he's inviting you in every, all the adults kind of clear out of the way. And, you know, he's inviting you to come back and have some nice buttered tea. That's kind of the, uh, the, uh, what, what you, what you offer guests whenever they come is some, some tea. So he's inviting you three to come have some tea. Petra is not paying attention as she has now moved on to putting rouge on all the little girls in like <laughs> such an like American style that they look. So you know. not only have you got the little girls' attention, now all the mothers are kind of you start going around just oh, no. not getting close, but you know, kind of giggling and laughing because their daughters are all over with you and having a good time. So there, Petra's trying to westernize this poor town village. We have to stop her. She's gonna call it. It's gonna be a hot time in a cold city tonight. Damn! <laughs> hey, the technology is coming their way, so they gotta learn to adapt. So she's she's easing them in, nice and easy. But but the headman, he's he's got some buttered tea for us. So if you wanna like come over and and get refreshed and all, what an approach! Oh, it's coming anyway, so force it down their throats. I might I might vomit. Oh God! Oh, you're British. What are you talking about? You guys control half the fucking world already anyway. Oh, God damn it. You've got me there. Except Shit. for the good old fucking U.S. of A. <laughs> Kicked your fucking asses, we did. What he said. <laughs> that was so long ago, I wasn't around. But if I was, I assure you, I would just pass out some sherry and all would be forgiven. <laughs> I might take you up on that when we get back, but you bring your own fucking cherry. I have a very nice aged bottle. Does sherry age well? I can't be sure. Who knows anyway? And I'll open it up for both of us. Yes, of course. Okay, so you'll head over to kind of there's like the main, I guess all the, you know, all the houses are, are the same. They're all kind of mud mud houses. Um, 
but you're assuming this is kind of the head man's house. So he invites you in and then his wife's preparing some tea. So, you know, he asks everybody to sit. And so, you know, everybody can sit and get comfortable. So he looks over to, so Vinny, were you the one that showed him the documents, right? Yes. Okay. So he looks over to you and says, um, you know, which way are you traveling? What, you know, where are you going is, um, you know, what have you seen along the way? Just kind of, you know, small chit chat, travel chit chat whenever someone new comes into the village. Um, I, I don't know that he would want to tell him too much. Um, I don't, I fuck. I don't know. I, I think he would just, uh, you'd be like, uh, so I guess he would, you know, in broken Tibet and be like, yeah, we're, you know, we're just, we're headed up into the mountains for like a holiday. Uh, you know, we're going to, you know, spend a couple of days and come back before the weather turns. Uh, you know, he wants to show the, the lady a good time. And, and this guy is, uh, you know, are providing, you know, protection. He's, he's a strong arm kind of thing. Okay. Uh, I've got well, the strongest you, arm. Yeah. You could probably, you probably understand what I'm saying. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I, can, I can pick it up. I, I totally pick up what you are putting down. See, I don't know if, I don't know if I know that you know. Yeah, you sure. Know well, no, we, you've heard me, you've <laughs> me embellish some stories in Tibetan at the if there's okay. some people at the bar. Yeah, I've come in and uh, sure. speak some Tibetan. Okay. So you know, he just says, "Okay, you know, just don't stay too long. The weather can turn. You know, just kind of idle chit chat." The boss of the village saying, "If you're traveling through, you guys aren't Tibetans. Don't." risk it don't spend too much time out um so everybody's being served tea um obviously he's he's a bit more deferential because you have the seal of the of the dalai lama so that's you know a very important thing so he says he while you're enjoying your tea he wants to tell you you know just a little story so he said we'll trade stories i will tell you a story of our village and then you know he looks over to petra and just says if you could give me a story about your village let me go shut the door hold on right back Oh, he's running away. He's like, fucking, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> he's scared of the stories we're going to tell. We should have been so much farther at this point. <laughs> well, no, and it, 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 it's, it, it's kind of, so he's, he's, it's not an honorific, the wrong word, but he's just saying, okay, you guys are in my village. You know, you're sharing my tea. You've got the, the seal of, you know, pretty much who is their God, you know, someone who is their God. So he's just saying, let's just have a bit of fun and, and chat and I'll tell you a, a little story. And then, tell me something about yourself kind of thing. That's it's more what it is just to pass the time a little bit because, you know, he knows you guys want to be on your way and things like that. It's a cultural thing. Like this is what you do. Someone yeah. from another village would come and they would swap news and stories, very oral tradition, yeah. culture, you know? Yeah. yeah. He's not, he's not saying, what do you guys do? And tell me where you guys are going, that kind of thing. He, you know, he's going to be deferential now, obviously because of that. And, you know, he's seen, you know, non-tibetans come and go out into the woods so you know he's just told you don't spend too much time and yeah, yeah. buy the weather that kind of thing so give me so oh he's not telling the story now please tell us the story in great detail so, out, out of character i want you to roll luck or let me see what's a good thing just to see how good of how useful a story he tells you um let me try to think of a good other than just luck, because we always just go with luck. Con? <laughs> jump. No. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a jump, Jeff. <laughs> so let's do this. 
Charm. As I was going to say, uh, Petra has charm, so she can, you know, roll charm and bat her eyelids, and he may be a little bit more uh, expansive. Oh, yeah. Uh, 29, so I'm actually in the hard success range. Okay. So the the headman says, you know, depending on where you travel, there's always lots of stories of Tibet. You know, it's an ancient ancient land full of mystery and all kinds of, you know, unbelievable stories at least to outsiders believe unbelievable um but you know we it, it is a you know a very mystical land uh so he said i'm going to tell you about what happened to my uncle when he went out for a trip just to go out and stretch his legs so he tells you a story about how his uncle went up through a river pass into a gorge and he been gone maybe a day you know he so the 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 headman tells you know we were a bit worried he we didn't expect him to stay out that long he was just out clearing his head i guess i don't know if you'd say that but he just went out Mm -hmm. to take in the beauty of the of the land and to do some meditation and do some prayers but when he came back the next day he was four years older than he had been so he had aged I'd uh, grown a beard and you know got a bit of gray flecked in his beard. And he had only been gone one day. And then so the headman holds up his hand and says, but not only that, he came back with the sheepskin filled with all kinds of gold, and all kinds of jewels. So the uncle came in and laughed and tugged at his beard and said it was a, an easy trade-off to grow a beard and get a bit gray, but have all of this, you know, all these fineries around. And he said, as we Tibetans don't really put much stock in those kind of things, he donated it to the temple. Um, I think it's called a gompa. So he donated it to the gompa and they, um, you know, used it to build some statues to the Buddha. And so now at that gompa, whenever they pray to the Buddha, they'd also uh, give thanks to my uncle uh, generosity. Vinny is thinking, you know, is there, we have the boat, obviously. So like this lines up kind of with where we're going. So then he's like, shit, did Charlie look older when he left than when he came? So he's like, is there, would it be like a spot hidden or you guys do, a would- do a no roll maybe? Sorry. Go ahead, Danny. No, you guys would totally take that hit for me. Right. <laughs> oh, I got an eleven. Yes. Okay. I would lay that down is... my very body to protect you. Yes, of course. I don't mean to protect him. I mean to get me gold. Oh well, if the adventure is adventurous enough, then of course we have our sacrifice. I'm not worried. <laughs> so you rolled an eleven. So I'm assuming that's a harder extreme, right? Extreme, yeah. Okay. So no, Charlie looked like a ragged Canadian miner. So he didn't look any older than he normally would, but you, know, you can ask questions back to, you know, the heavy, he wanted to tell you a story, but there's nothing stopping you from, you know, queer, if you don't want to give it away too much, you know, you can kind of prod and, you know, ask him questions. We can always do a role for that too. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what he would ask. So where are those jewels that, I mean, that bag, where'd he get them from around here? So Danny or Petra doesn't for our local language. Do you have anything in that Petra? Oh, 
No, I'm so I didn't hear anything you said, right? I'm just like, <laughs> or you could just say it, and then and then Vinny would be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you guys are relaying the story to me? That's why I'm asking if you guys will take the hit. Okay, yeah. like, Vinny so- is focusing on the conversation. I am translating. translating. <laughs> so Vinny, can you get him to tell us where they are? I mean, by any means necessary. Well, I'm just going to ask them a question. I mean, I think, uh, you know, we're all swapping. So we're all friends here. You know, it's. Uh, yeah. yeah. English, so you guys are all right. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So There's then like he- three tier like telephone game going on. <laughs> Petra may not be getting the full. <laughs> so, yeah, he just asked them, you know, like, is it close to he- like he's trying to picture the map in his head and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, like, is it, you know, uh, down the river like you're trying to pick out like something that he would recognize and it wouldn't necessarily be like oh yeah we're going to the cave that your uncle went to (laughs) let me roll i mean he said it was like a day's hike so he said did he leave from this village so roll a lock okay uh 92 no sir so he just says you know the uncle obviously will we'll say the uncle's from the village and to Petra's point the if you translate it back and forth the headman says you know he then he donated all these riches to the glory of the temple and they built beautiful Buddha statues and they bless his name and we say prayers to him so unfortunately there's no more of those jewels around here um for you know kind of what you're asking where and so he kind of gives you a spiel about you know there's 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 many stories and many legends in Tibet about you know finding Shangri La or finding you know a lost world and time slips away or you know people go and meditate and lose themselves and come back around and realize you know years have passed so he doesn't give you anything descriptive other than just kind of mystical um, trying to think of like like stories not fairy stories but you know historical kind Folk of tales exactly yeah yeah so you know so nothing nothing very descriptive other than saying yes my uncle left from here but you know there's there's many paths to nirvana and meditation and being a monk in the woods and being an ascetic and stuff like that so he doesn't really give you yeah go this way and hang a right or anything like that no. okay it makes him somewhat uncomfortable because he like he's a regular church going catholic so you know this is all like i don't know you're talking your crazy whatever language and talking about buddhas and shit like i don't <laughs> yeah it's a regular church going catholic who breaks knees of course or breaks legs excuse me <laughs> uh, he does ask him though like he's a uh you know have you guys lost any uh, like any animals like you know has one of your dogs gotten loose we you know we thought we saw something uh, you know, behind us, spooked a horse or spooked so a pony. Yeah, so he'll he'll kind of talk to his wife real quick, and she'll dart out and come back in with you know a younger man. You're assuming his son. So you know he's talking to his son, asking him, "Have you done a count of all the animals, and uh, is anybody missing or anything like that?" And the you know the bo- the the boy kind of looks around at you guys, and you know is a bit. You know, overawed, just like every all the kids were out there, and he just said, "No, everything's, you know, everybody's here. Everything's accounted for. We have, we haven't had any losses. Um, you know, everybody is. Uh, all the grazing areas have been checked, and you know, we've been keeping it because that's the kids' job. So, no, everybody, everybody's here, and 
uh, no losses. We haven't had any losses of any animals. Then he would ask if there was any, uh, any, uh, animals that they should be concerned of, you know, like leopards or anything to be concerned of. So he, So the headman says, in, in this area, we're close enough to where the big city is. Uh, you wouldn't expect, and we have, we have not had any problems with any kind of animals that would come down to prey on, on their farm animals or their, you know, out, out in the, uh, the pasture. So they, you know, it's, you never say never, but they haven't had any problems for a long time. And, you know, the kids go out and we let our children run around and play and keep an eye on all of the pastures. So, you know, we haven't had any problems with anything like that. Hmm. He looks Are over. Are sleeping to- here? Oh, no, we're, we're going to continue on from here. We're just we're making nicey nice with the with the village muckety mucks, you know, soothing yeah. it over. Yes, I already gave them rouge. <laughs> yeah, no, we're 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 gonna get going soon here. We just, uh, you know, we're swapping some stories. We're having some teas. We're trying to find out whether or not there's a, uh, you know, any uh, crazy animals and shit out here. You know, like just all the oh. basic stuff. Oh, you're so we're good, Benny. Dotting our eyes and drinking our teas, if you will. <laughs> yes, again. Yeah, you you're pretty good at that. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so, out of character, if. You know, so we said it was like late afternoon, early evening. So you guys are obviously kitted out to camp. So, you know, Charlie told you this would be pretty close to the city. It was kind of kind of halfway out kind of thing. So, I mean, it would be up to you guys if you wanted to stay there. Um, obviously, the headman, even if he was reticent to let you do that, I mean, you've got the stamp of the Dalai Lama. So he will. He doesn't seem like he would say no if you asked anyways. He wouldn't grudgingly do it. He seems like he's a bit open. You guys have been open and, you know, shared tea with him and all that kind of stuff. So he's not, he wouldn't be reticent to let you guys stay if you wanted to, but you've also been prepared to go. And if you have to throw up a tent at night, that kind of thing. So it would just be up to you guys if you wanted to stay or not, or continue on. Do they have like beds here or is it just like straw? Yeah. Straw? Straw. Yeah. Mm, an upgrade from a tent a little do, do they have like i mean i assume they all sleep together in one room kind of thing like is this like a like a longhouse kind of scenario or so they, they they're kind of one family would be in one but there's also kind of levels to it so there are different levels uh there are you know a couple empty ones in the village that they have for you know, passing monks. So when monks come by, it's always a great honor if, you know, any of the llamas, you know, not the big llama, but any of the lower llamas in a temple come and stay. So there are kind of guest accommodations, but it would be obviously a lot, roughing it a lot for you guys, but you're going to be roughing it anyway. So there is, you know, that you guys could have your own, but in a, in a guest house with, you know, a couple levels, so you can each have your own. So it's up to you if you guys want to stay there or, or keep going. It doesn't, you know, he's, he's, he's quite welcome. You know, if you ask him, he'll say, yes, we, we, we have plenty of places for you to stay if you want. Um, or if you want to keep going, you know, the weather's nice. It's a time of the year. You shouldn't have any problems, but it's, it's up to you. We're more than happy to have you. And then, you know, he looks out and peeks to the door and sees all the kids, you know, kind of peeking in the door and giggling and laughing. So it would be up to you, your decision if you guys want to do it or not. So what do you guys want to do then? Do you want to like just hang out here for the night and then 
Shove off in the morning? Uh, they kind of like me here. And I have a fan club, so I wouldn't mind staying here. And I think it's much better than a tent. Yeah, the, the accommodations are a step up from sleeping on the dirt. So let's get comfortable. If we were to vote, it appears I would lose anyway. So we stay here. Ah, see, there you go. You're so learning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am very smart. Hey, everybody. Before we wrap up this episode, I'd like to take a minute to say thank you for tuning in. We hope you're enjoying the podcast from our interviews and actual plays to our rambling roundtable discussions. If you like what you're here and you'd like to support the show, we have great sponsors for you to check out. Birds of a Feather Coffee Company is a small batch craft coffee roaster and is our OG sponsor. There are three signature blends to choose from. The Morning Lark, which is a light roast. The Night Owl Blend, which is a rich dark roast. And the Hummingbird Decaf Blend. They also have the exclusive Legendary Brew, a nice medium roast coffee, perfect fuel for all those late night gaming sessions. If you use the code LEGENDS10, you'll get 10% off your order and shipping is always free. So head on over to tinyurl.com forward slash legendary brew or click on the link in the show notes. Thanks everybody for checking it out. We'll catch you next time. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.